Hello everybody and welcome into episode number 286 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We are reading Psalm 105 today and our focus is on how the Bible helps us combat the negativity bias, remembering and reminding ourselves of God's goodness. So thanks for joining us today. We do this every day. We get into one or two chapters of the Bible a day. We read it. We think about it. We discuss it. We seek to follow what the Word of God is telling us. Our goal is to encourage as many people as possible in daily Bible intake and daily Bible following. And I want to encourage you to check out our website, which is Bible2021.com. Bible2021.com. And I haven't said this in a while, but it sure is awesome when somebody goes out there on social media and uh, shares the show or leaves us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you are consuming this podcast. Well, Psalm 105 is a different psalm, but it represents a very, very important part of worship, remembering, reminding ourselves and remembering the great and mighty acts of God formed a massive part of the lives of the Old Testament saints and should also be a central feature of Christianity today, but sadly, it often isn't. Psalm 103 verse 2 exhorts us to, My soul bless the Lord and do not forget all his benefits. So we're told in that psalm to not forget all of God's benefits. And look, this is an important command because if you and I are honest with each other, we are much more apt to remember bad things and remember them more vividly than we are apt to remember good things. Even secular psychology agrees with this and it has a name for it. The tendency of humans to remember and dwell on bad things more so than good things is called the negativity bias. According to multiple scientific studies, humans tend to pay more attention to negative events than positive ones, learn more from negative outcomes and experiences, and make decisions based on negative information more than positive data. And this means that we all will tend to forget all of God's benefits and blessings and remember with greater clarity all of our trials, our stumbles, our wounds, our troubles, and all the difficult times of life. Now, why is this? Well, my best guess would be that we are fallen humans living in a fallen world that has just been absolutely supremely impacted by the fall of man and the introduction of sin that we read about in Genesis 3. It means we're broken. But the good news is that Jesus will ultimately come and fix that brokenness and make all things new, just like he promises in Revelation 21. He says, Behold, the dwelling of God is with men. He will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself will be with them. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain any more. For the former things have passed away. And he who sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And look, I can't wait for that. I am a constant victim of the negativity bias. I have seen it played out in my own life. I don't like it. I don't want to be that way. I am looking forward to when Jesus makes all things new. But between now and then, you and I, we have to intentionally set up a daily habit of remembering what God has done. And Psalms like Psalm 105 are absolutely wonderful for that. 
Note the very beginning. Verse 1 says, Give thanks to the Lord. Call on his name. Proclaim his deeds among the people. Sing to him. Sing praise to him. Tell about all his wondrous works. Boast in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. That's a pretty standard opening for the Psalms. And it tells us we're, of course, to give thanks to God, remembering all of his mighty acts on our behalf. We're supposed to tell about his wondrous works and those mighty acts in our singing and in our words, and we're even supposed to boast about God. He's good. He's helped us. He's amazing. He's majestic. In boasting about God's goodness, we remember God's goodness. Now, of course, we aren't to boast in ourselves, our accomplishments, our kids, our churches, our football teams, or whatever, but we most certainly can boast in the goodness of God as we remember his mighty deeds. Verse 5 is key here for our psalm, and it has our key word. Remember the wondrous works he has done, his wonders and the judgments he has pronounced. Remember, people of God, remember his wondrous works. Remember his wonders and even the judgments he has pronounced. Remember. And then after these exhortations to remember, the psalmist does just that. He remembers and he recounts throughout the rest of the psalm how God has helped his people up to the current time of the writing of this psalm. And let's go ahead and read it now and remember ourselves all of God's wondrous deeds on behalf of his people, the Israelites. This is a longer psalm than we've been reading. Psalm 105, verse 1 in the Christian Standard Bible. Give thanks to the Lord. Call on his name. Proclaim his deeds among the peoples. Sing to him, sing praise to him, tell about all his wondrous works, boast in his holy name, let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Seek the Lord in his strength, seek his face always, remember the wondrous works he has done, his wonders and the judgments he has pronounced. You offspring of Abraham, his servant, Jacob's descendants, his chosen ones. He is the Lord our God. His judgments govern the whole earth. He remembers his covenant forever, the promises he ordained for a thousand generations, the covenant he made with Abraham, swore to Isaac and confirmed to Jacob as a decree and to Israel as a permanent covenant. I will give the land of Canaan to you as your inherited portion. When they were few in number, very few indeed, in resident aliens in Canaan, wandering from nation to nation and from one kingdom to another, he allowed no one to oppress them. He rebuked kings on their behalf. Do not touch my anointed ones or harm my prophets. He called down famine against the land and destroyed the entire food supply. He had sent a man ahead of them, Joseph, who was sold as a slave. They hurt his feet with shackles. His neck was put in an iron collar until the time his prediction came true. The word of the Lord tested him. The king sent for him and released him. The ruler of people set him free. He made him master of his household, ruler over all his possessions, binding his officials at will and instructing his elders. Then Israel went to Egypt. Jacob lived as an alien in the land of Ham. The Lord made his people very fruitful. He made them more numerous than their foes whose hearts he turned to hate his people and to deal deceptively with his servants. He sent Moses his servant and Aaron whom he had chosen. They performed his miraculous signs among them and wonders in the land of Ham. He sent darkness and it became dark, for did they not defy his commands? He turned their water into blood and caused their fish to die. Their land was overrun with frogs, even in the royal chambers." 
He spoke and insects came, gnats throughout their country. He gave them hail for rain and lightning throughout their land. He struck their vines and fig trees and shattered the trees of their territory. He spoke and locusts came, young locusts without number. They devoured all the vegetation in their land and consumed the produce of their land. He struck all the firstborn in their land, all their first progeny. Then he brought Israel out with silver and gold, and no one among his tribes stumbled. Egypt was glad when they left, for the dread of Israel had fallen on them. He spread a cloud as a covering and gave a fire to light up the night. They asked, and he brought quail and satisfied them with bread from heaven. He opened a rock, and water gushed out. It flowed like a stream in the desert, for he remembered his holy promise to Abraham, his servant. He brought his people out with rejoicing, his chosen ones with shouts of joy. He gave them the lands of the nations, and they they inherited what other peoples had worked for. All this happened so that they might keep his statutes and obey his instructions. Hallelujah. So, that is not the entire history of God's dealings with Israel, but it's a wonderful summary of it and a reminder for those people of all the good he has done to them. And it demonstrates to us the power and the benefit of remembering God's goodness to us. So, let's close out with some thoughts from Spurgeon on our command to remember in Psalm 105.5. He says, Memory is never better employed than upon such topics. Alas, we are far more ready to recollect foolish and evil things than to retain in our minds the glorious deeds of Jehovah. If we would keep these in remembrance, our faith would be stronger, our gratitude warmer, our devotion more fervent, and our love more intense. Shame upon us that we should let slip what it would seem impossible to forget. We ought to need no exhortation to remember such wonders, especially as he has wrought them all on behalf of his people. His wonders and the judgments of his mouth, these also should be had in memory. The judgments of his mouth are as memorable as the marvels of his hand. God had but to speak, and the enemies of his people were sorely afflicted. His threats were not mere words, but smote his adversaries terribly. As the word of God is the salvation of his saints, so is it the destruction of the ungodly. Out of his mouth goeth a two-edged sword, with which he will slay the wicked. Wow. So then, dear friends, let us be diligent to think about and bring to mind all of the wonders of God, his judgments, his rescues, his mighty works, and his deliverances of our lives. This is one aspect of how we worship him and how we walk in great faith. Remember. Well, let's close with our Bible passage for memory for the month of October. It's 1 John 4, 7 and 8 which says, Dear friends, let us love one another because love is from God and everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. The one who does not know love does not know God because God is love. Amen. Good day to you, friends, and Godspeed.